All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. We need to give a very big thank you to our partners, altplayground.net. Guys, this is so much more than just a swinger site. And I know we've been saying that for a long time now, but we mean it. We have been able to connect with people from all walks of non-monogamy on altplayground.net. Poly people, people interested in only threesomes, people who just want to swap couple for couple, and everything in between. And we absolutely love that. And the reason for it is because altplayground.net has really developed the most inclusive, sex positive environment out there. It is evidenced by not only the fact that there are so many different gender identifications, sexual orientations that you can list on your profile when you sign up for altplayground.net, but also the many different ways that altplayground is looking to move the needle in the non-monogamous sphere. For example, sponsoring conferences that are sex positive, working with podcasters like us, developing exclusive content in their video corner, and so much more. So check it out for yourself by heading over to altplayground.net today. We know you'll be glad you did. So it's been a fun week. Let me, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell my story, my, uh, my grocery store story before we get too far into this today. No, for sure you do. Okay. So here's the thing. I would love to be hit on by a hot woman in public. It is one of the things I have always hoped would happen to me, and it has never happened to me. I get hit on, like, digitally by women, but never in public. Well, certainly not where we live. It would be kind of... I would find it unusual that it would even happen publicly, particularly in a grocery store, like in our town. Why? I don't know. I just don't... I feel like that's not really something that's going to happen often here. Well, okay. So I was thinking it might. So here's the here's the, the scene I'm going to set up. I was feeling hot one day. I looked really good. I had just done myself up for an OnlyFans shoot. I had a really cute outfit on. I was wearing wedges to the grocery store in the snow, which is super weird. In but the middle of the day. Awesome. I was feeling hot. And so I'm in the grocery store. I'm in one of the aisles. And I'm pretty much in the aisle by myself, aside from this one beautiful woman. She's an older woman, but she's just stunning. And you can't see half of her face, obviously, because we're all in masks, but you can tell she's a beautiful woman, right? And she looks over at me a couple of times and I'm like, oh, I guess I am looking good today. She might be checking me out, you know, and I'm checking her out right back. And then at one point she looks over and I think she's smiling at me because you know how when you're someone's wearing a mask, you can kind of tell they're smiling by their eyes. Yeah, your eyebrows are raised or whatever. Yeah, and her cheeks kind of seemed like they were moving. So I was like, oh, she's smiling at me and then she started walking towards me and I was like oh my fucking god this woman is totally gonna come over here and try to pick me up what are the fucking odds I was I was elated I was blushing I was really feeling good right she gets almost all the way to me and it's obvious she's walking towards me because she's looking at me the entire time making eye contact with me and I'm like boxing my hips towards her and like giving her the eyes and everything (laughs) totally peacocking her (laughs) she gets over to me and she's like hey honey um your fly is like all the way down (laughs) classy damn it come on buzzkill i was like thanks and then she just walked away i was like yeah i should have known better i wasn't getting hit on by a hot chick in the middle of the day at the grocery store well in all fairness she was looking at your crotch i mean take that as a win i think only because i had super hot pink panty panties on underneath or you could see that yeah you could see them so it was pretty much impossible for you to not look at my crotch if my fly was all the way down well again she was looking at it i would take it as a win (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll go with I that. Mean, what else can you say, really? It's like half a win, because what yeah. I really wanted for, was for her to walk over and be like, hey, we should grab a drink sometime. For sure. I know that's what you wanted. <laughs> but yeah, no, unfortunately. I, I, don't, I said, I don't know that that would be a thing here. I'd be so surprised if some random person would walk up to you, like a woman in this town would walk up to you and say something like, hey, you're super cute. Let's well, have guys do it to me all the time. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but here it's, that's the norm. I mean, we've talked about this. It's so, there's so much underground stuff going on here, you know, whether it's, doesn't matter whether it's bisexuality, the homosexuality, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's poly, all of it is just so underground here. It's so strange. Yeah. 
I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, I did not get picked up at the grocery store in case anyone was wondering. That's a damn shame. I am really Missed disappointed. opportunity. <laughs> I know. I, was, opportunity. I got cocky. I was feeling too good. That's what happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently I spent so much time putting on my wedges and doing my hair that I didn't finish putting on my pants. Yep. It's the basics. You got to so, pay attention to the basics. Shit happens. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Oh, well. <laughs> I just find it funny because you have to wonder how many people saw you before that woman did and didn't say anything. Probably a lot. And yeah. I then I was like, God, she's a badass. I probably wouldn't have the balls to go up to a stranger and tell them that. I would. I know you would. <laughs> you totally absolutely would. would. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't do it as nice as she did either. Well, if she it was did a it like, woman, I certainly would be, you know, far more, you know, couth. If it was a dude, I'd just be like, hey, man, barn door's open. Check that out. <laughs> I just keep yeah. walking. But she yeah. came and did it like really quietly, kind of leaned in. And that's the other thing. She was like leaning into me and she's like, hey, honey. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, your fly's down. I'm yeah. like, oh. Win. Nice what win. a shot to the heart. Well, again, she was looking at your crotch. So <laughs> take it. Take it for what it is. So we've been kind of on our saying goodbye tour this weekend. Oh, we've yeah. been very busy with that. Yeah. We saw Jessica and Roger, who if you guys haven't heard their episodes in the past, those are our friends that live in town, a married couple, a lifestyle couple that we've known for a couple of years now and have played with on uh, several occasions, but it's been a lot more about the vanilla connection with them. Yeah. Just being able to like bounce ideas off of them and having a sounding board and people to vent to and all that. So it, we've had a very special bond with them and we said goodbye to them on Friday, had cocktails and caught up with them and, and it was really, really nice, but it was sad. It is. It's it's becoming far more real now that we're saying goodbye to people. And uh, we saw Hannah yesterday. We, yes. had to, we had a chance to have some late lunch with Hannah. Uh, again, just, just lunch, a couple of drinks. And she was in town with some friends and she took the opportunity to say goodbye to us. And, you know, it was really nice. However, there's something to be said for not seeing our friends for a while anyway. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hot second before we get back here. So, you know, it's, it's starting to become very real. Yeah. And we definitely have friendships that I think will transcend, you know, us just being gone for oh, a for year. Sure. These are people I, we've said it before, but they are lifelong friends. And it was nice to know that too. I mean, we're talking to them about, you know, come visit us in Vegas when we're there, or we'll hopefully be back in a year and a half when it's warm and, right. you know, we'll be able to grab dinner and, and just, and I believe it when I, when we say that to, you know, sometimes you say that to people and you're like, oh, we'll catch up. And then you never expect to catch up. Well, a lot of the folks that we're talking about when the world is right do travel. Sure. So we'll have the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely becoming a very realistic thing now that, the, now that we're saying goodbye to people, like legitimately saying goodbye to people. It's fucking scary is what it is. Yeah, a little bit. It's uh, it's definitely winding down. Yeah. Now, we are going to have some fun today. Yes, we are. We'll talk about that at a later date. Yeah, we're not letting the cat out of the bag on that one quite yet because it, it'll be really fun and, and potentially our last slutty story from Montana. Uh, no, I don't think so. You have You have some naughty plans next week. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It, we don't know. We That's the thing. We never know when the last one's going to be don't at this know. point. But it's going to be really fucking soon because we are running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, here's the thing. Of course, we're trying to think of like adult things that need to be done right now, right? Like making sure the car has the right plates on it and taking the dog to the vet one more time. I just want to fuck all of our friends again. If I, in a perfect world, I would do nothing for the next however many days but fuck people. Yeah, unfortunately, we have a lot of packing to do and a lot of adult shit that we have to still get done. I know. So. Every single day, you remind me that we have to adult. And I'm like, ugh. Yep. It's yep. been a lot of adulting lately. And yeah. not nearly enough of it has been pants off adulting. Nope. Got up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday to get shit done because we have a lot of stuff to do. It doesn't seem like we have a lot left, but we do. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting to the point, too, where I think the stress of taking this shit and getting on a bus is uh, is getting to us a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Today was the first day today. that we had a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah, standing in the what used to be our dining room, which is now storage yeah. for everything that we're taking. And I'm looking at this stuff going, why the fuck are we taking all this? What are we doing with all this shit? And I'm looking at it going, we are badasses. Look how little we have. So we're just on very different mind waves right now. And it's... Uh, yeah. It's going to be a thing these last uh, couple of weeks. So it's going to be a challenge, no doubt. It'll be a challenge. <laughs> you have to be patient with me. It's not yeah. your virtue. <laughs> no, and I don't I don't like stuff. I don't I've never moved and taken stuff. That's yeah. the whole thing. I'm all kinds of fucked up over this. When I traveled and was in my RV for, you know, traveling for work and stuff, I had very little and I didn't I didn't want a lot. So it was nice to not have it and I've never moved with a lot of stuff. 
Hell, I moved here with less stuff than we're taking on this fucking bus. Well, when I moved here, I had a moving company move me in a 40-foot truck. Mm -mm. So, you know, I think you you have to look at it from that mindset. I've really pared it down. Yeah, I moved here with suitcases. (laughs) Yeah. four suitcases. A Jeep and some suitcases. That was it. Yeah. And I had that shit delivered because I wasn't fucking driving it. I just had it hauled here. To be fair, we also stood in your kitchen to eat every meal for six months. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, I just, I like the idea of not having shit. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is a little bit different. It's different. We're we're getting there. I'm I'm think we're gonna learn how to compromise on a whole different level. For sure. This is a good test for being on the road, a good preparation. That's yeah. the way I'm choosing to look at it. Okay. Nice silver lining as you're looking at me like, oh you it's <laughs> so annoyed with me right as now. long as the pile doesn't get any bigger that's all it'll be fine yeah that's it i just don't want it to get any bigger okay fair enough well i have a single guy tip of the week to share this week and since you and i talked about it the first time i've kind of had a revelation and maybe a little bit of a not a change of heart but it's things have been put into perspective a little bit better for me oh, i gotta hear this okay so i was talking to this gentleman he reached out to me and he was older his, his profile listed him as 54 and we were talking back and forth a little bit. And then he made some comment about, you know, are you okay with my age? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, you know, my partner is 50 and I have seen people of all ages type of a thing, you know? And he said, well, that's good because I'm definitely into women your age more so than older women because older women tend to have a lot of baggage and not be adventurous enough for me. And I kind of wrote a snarky message back of like, well, you know, older men are definitely known for having their own baggage and, you know, needing to be in bed by nine o'clock at night and all these types of things. So if we need to stereotype like that, you know, how do you feel basically? And I think the reason it kind of, it offended me. I hate when, when men talk about older women in that way. And I think part of it is because I know one day I'm going to be an older woman and I don't want to be thought of in that way. I don't want to be put into that box like that. I do find it also a little bit misogynistic because it's this idea of you're 54 and you probably have a lot of your own baggage, but you aren't okay with somebody else coming along with their own baggage. Yeah. Listen, I don't care who you are. You get to your 50s and you've got some fucking baggage. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And some of the most amazing experiences I've had sexually have been women my age and older. Yeah. So I don't even know where that idea comes from. I hate that ageist mindset especially when it's from a man about women. But then I kept thinking to myself, I have done that the other way to younger guys. So it's like, ah, I can't really be that pissed, can I? I'm a hypocrite if I am totally shitting all over this guy, but I go, I'm not going to hang out with a 25-year-old guy or a 22-year-old guy because younger guys don't have the experience. They don't have the maturity. It's once again stereotyping based on age. And we have had that happen to us. There have been couples that haven't wanted to play with us because I'm so much younger than them. Yes, for sure. And... I think that's shitty because, you know, I don't look at myself as a quote unquote normal 30 year old, whatever that means. The stereotypical 30 year old is somebody who's still out partying and doesn't have all of the life experiences and ability to communicate on things. And I don't see myself like that. I obviously don't see the majority of people I know that are 30 in that light either. And I think that's part of the problem is when you box people in based on their age, you miss out on who they actually are as people. For sure. And, you know, we've we've done that. As you said, we've definitely played the age game a little bit where you don't typically like to play with younger guys, but you have a, a type. We were just talking to a couple recently, uh, today actually, and the female half of that couple likes older dudes and she's your age and her partner is 48. So there's definitely folks who have that, you know, there's something that they like about older people or younger people, whatever it may be. But I think basically your point to the single guy tip of the week was the way it was presented to you. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I guess my tip is not to shit on women to another woman. I think a lot of times men have weaponized women against other women. And this was a really good example of that. Like older women, ugh, I just can't even because they come with all this baggage and I would never want to play with them. And I take that offensively because I'm a woman and I want women to be respected no matter what their age is and no matter who they are. And so, yeah, I mean, don't act as if just because you're talking to someone that's younger, you can say those types of things. And I also think that there's a way to present a preference, like you said, versus 
a stereotype. Well, all I, older women are not adventurous is not the right way to go. Unfortunately, I think what that particular gentleman did, and I'm sure a lot of guys do it. I've seen it. I've seen guys do it before. He probably thought he was paying you a compliment by saying, oh, I'm so glad you're younger. I prefer younger women. Trying to put the seed, plant the seed in your mind that he is more attracted to you than he would be an older gal in his, you know, in, in his opinion, trying to curry some points. The truth is doing what he did to you is akin to going into a job interview and shitting on your former employer. Yeah. It's the same. A, a potentially new employer doesn't want to hear you shit on your former employer. Yes. That's never a good look. And the other thing that we related it to when you and I were talking about it, it's kind of like when you meet a person and they're talking about all their exes and yeah. all of their exes are crazy bitches, right? right? Every single person they've been with in the past is a total crazy bitch. And it's like when you hear that, you immediately go, are they really? Yeah. Or are you the common denominator? Are right. you the common asshole in all of this? Right. Yeah, like I said, a lot of times, if you can't spot the asshole in a room, you're typically the asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a way to to provide that information and, and it, you know, your preference, let's say, but, but certainly you don't need to stereotype or, or levy insults. That doesn't make any sense. So single guy tip of the week, choose your words wisely. And know your audience. I mean, saying something shitty about women to another woman, I just think that's very misogynistic. And I feel like we're hopefully as a society moving past the point that that works, that that's some sort of a, a way that you get brownie points. Yeah. How about you just, you know, you consider yourself fortunate that Anyone, for that matter, is interested in you, let alone someone who's younger than you. Good for you. It's the same thing. I've had guys reach out to me. They see that I'm curvier on our profile and they'll reach out and go, oh, I love the fact that you're thicker. I just can't stand being with thin women. Right. It's like, ugh. Okay. That's that's weird. That's Whatever. gross and rude yeah. and yucky. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. There's, it's unnecessary. So. Yeah. so there you go. Single guy tip of the week. Choose your words wisely. Know your audience. And just formulate your sentences better. Yeah. Let, let's try that. Be thoughtful and yeah. kind. Yeah. Speaking of kind, I want to thank uh, Adam of the Naked Relationship, Adam and Kelly. I was on his show. He interviewed me. They just uh, put that show out. Was it Friday, I think? Yes. Uh, part one. Part one of two-part interview. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Always a good time talking to Adam. He's a he's a thoughtful, very intelligent guy. And I, I just enjoy spending time with him, albeit digitally. It was a lot of fun. So I want to thank him again. It was such a good interview. And I highly recommend that you guys go and listen to that. I am so proud of both Adam and Brian for their vulnerability and being so open and honest with each other and a whole bunch of listeners, which is really fucking hard to do. I'm well aware. So. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. I, I don't typically like the sound of my voice. So it was, uh, I can actually say that I listened to it in its entirety, uh, <laughs> which I don't normally do. And it was enjoyable. At least it sounded enjoyable to me. So for sure. So yeah. go listen to it. The Naked Relationship Podcast. Yes. All right. Before we get to our steamy stuff this week, and trust me, we've got, we've got some good stuff for you guys. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's steamy. It's uh, eye-opening for us. It was some firsts for sure. And definitely brought on some, I don't know, some new feelings. Is that is that Would that be fair? A lot of conversations between the two of us too. But before yeah. we get to that, we want to say a very big thank you to the newest partners of our podcast, Manscaped. Support for Front Porch Swingers this week is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Yeah, listen, I have been shaving my body like most of my life. Absolutely, I shave everything. Anybody who's ever seen me naked knows I have no hair. I don't like hair on my body. And I've always shaved it with either, you know, a disposable or a straight razor for a period of time. I stopped doing that when I just about castrated myself. Oh, and that's not the kind of thing that ever stops bleeding. It's like you, you really don't think it's ever going to stop. Right. It's traumatizing. And it's horrendous. And then, of course, you're like, oh, I'm going to just use a trimmer and save myself the agony and, and, and save my balls. No, that doesn't work either because regular trimmers snag. That's a terrible idea. Manscaped has fixed all of that. I will never put a razor, straight razor, or a disposable razor next to my testicles again. No, not now that you have Manscaped. Manscaped has redesigned the electrical trimmer, and the engineering team for Manscaped spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Holy cow, you guys, I don't obviously trim my balls because I don't have them, but just seeing this thing, you can tell that it is premier. It has amazing technology and very premium 
technology. The battery, for example, lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave if you shave everywhere like Brian does. It is also waterproof, which allows you to use it in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. So trim that junk of yours with Manscaped today. As a lifestyler, you know how important it is to keep yourself groomed and looking good below the waist. You can get 20% off of any of Manscaped's products, plus free shipping with the code SWINGERS at manscaped.com. That's code SWINGERS, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-S, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Check it out. Highly recommend it. So, story time, yeah. and I am excited for this one. I'm a, maybe a little, not nervous, but interested at some of the details. A lot to unpack here. We have been talking about this since this, this situation presented itself. This has been now a month, right? At least a month, pretty close to it. So, to give you a little background, uh, obviously, those of you who have been listening, I have had a fairly steamy relationship with uh, my friend Amy. Things were going very, very well, and she is a woman that's in a open marriage. She is not, they're not poly, but in an open marriage, and we have seen each other a number of times, and as this relationship has progressed, our time together physically, intimately, has gotten greater and greater. It's just more been passionate. more intense and more passionate, just, just a greater level of heat between us, and this last time we saw each other is absolutely no exception. Yes. It was incredibly hot. It was an it was almost it wasn't even a want anymore f- from her you know to me my perspective of what she was looking for it was a need and it made it very different. That along with a, a number of other components really kind of changed the way that this relationship looked and we'll talk a little bit about that after the I think we should talk about the steamy stuff first, go through the story, which was very exciting because it was also something completely new on my end. Yes. And then afterwards, I think that we have some kind of important things to flush out. For sure. So a little bit of background here. So we are gearing up to see each other. And as we were getting ready over the course of a couple of days, there's always a few days in between our sessions because her schedule is crazy, as is ours. So there's always three days, four days in between. And the closer that we get to seeing each other, the steamier the text messages get and the hotter the pictures and all that kind of thing. And that was no, there was no exception leading up to this time. What was exceptional was the day before that's what really changed things. We were going to see each other very early in the morning as we typically would. We've had some night play, but typically it's early in the, in the morning, like 5.30 in the morning. That afternoon prior, as Amy and I are corresponding, the messages were getting very passionate from her to me. I need you. I want you right now kind of thing. I don't know that I can wait until tomorrow. This wasn't the same line of communication that we would share leading up to a play session. Yeah, because before this, from what you told me, it seemed very playful and very kind of silly and a a lot of very lighthearted banter. Right, like here are my tits in the middle of lunch or whatever. Right. Silly stuff. Or like, hey, remember when your cock was in my mouth? Ha ha, like that kind of thing. Right, some, you know, kind of cute emoji thing or whatever. But this was very different. This This was a need. There was a desperate need for her to connect with me. And that continued into that evening. As I told you, she was texting me into the night, late into the night, actually, the, the evening before, to the extent that she finally was telling me, I, I want to come over. I want you to take me. I just want you to fuck my ass. That's all I want. I need to feel that connection with you. And that's what got my attention was, I need to feel that connection. Right. That tells me a couple of things, right? Right. Clearly, there's a misconnection somewhere else, potentially, that I'm not aware of or that I haven't, I'm not privy to. And it just, I don't want to say it seemed desperate. It wasn't desperate. It seemed very hungry for our time together. Right. Right. There was a connection she was yearning for. Yeah, which we'll talk more about on the at the end because yeah. I have some thoughts on this. But So... As it turns out, your schedule changed that coming morning. And of course, this communication continued until we went to bed. And then, you know, at five o'clock in the morning, I'm up kind of getting ready and you're getting ready. But your schedule changed. So you were home 
Yes. And as opposed to going to the gym, you were going to do some work from home. Yeah, I was really behind on some work. So I'm like, is it weird if I just sit in the office and do my work while you guys are doing this? Because I'm really behind. And you were like, no, I think that'll be fine. Yeah, no issue. She's never had an issue with, with you being in the house, obviously. So <laughs> so that was the plan. So that was the first for, that was the first for us, right? So here's so what happens. This is the thing. This is what you're missing. You said she's never had a problem with me being here before. I've right. never been here when you guys are actually fucking. No, no. I've been here when she first gets here or we cross paths when she's leaving but i've never sat in our home no. while you are fucking her and you've done it so many times yeah and i've always thought i want to do it if for no other reason even if i can't hear even if i'm completely removed from it there is this kind of anxious amazing energy of thinking like oh my god you're only 15 feet away from me and yet right. i can't really get to you in that moment yeah and time stands still right like oh, when you're sitting sure. across the hall it's like it may only be an hour 45 minutes whatever it is it feels like an absolute eternity right until it's until you can actually see your partner again yes you know so as i said you're in the office it's very early in the morning you're doing your work you've got your headphones in and so amy comes to the door once again, she knocks on the door or rings the doorbell. I answer the door. She comes in the front door very quickly, hugs me, kisses me. Now, let's keep this in mind. It's negative degrees outside at this point, you know, in our uh, where we live first thing in the morning. It's freezing. And she's just standing in the doorway. I couldn't even close the door behind her. She's standing with me in the door. Till finally, I, I pulled her in. You know, we backed into the, into the foyer, closed the door. She says, hey, let me just run upstairs real quick and get ready. Just give me a minute. I stopped her. I said, okay, just so you know, Brenna's in the office upstairs across the hall. She's just there. I would have thought that normal, under normal conditions, she would have been like, oh my goodness, is this going to be okay? It's not going to be weird. She didn't bat an eye. She didn't skip a beat. It was like, okay, awesome. I'll be upstairs. Hurry up. Like she didn't even consider that you were one, you know, two doors away from us in, you know, away from our bedroom. So she went upstairs and I gave her just a couple of minutes. I get up there. She's in, uh, Black lingerie, just a kind of a, a two-piece, uh, top and bottom. And she is face down, ass up in the air. This she's is, ready for you. This is not the norm. It is not like she's greeting me with a kiss or on her knees or any of those Did things. Did she kiss you at the door or anything? Yes. Yeah, big hug and a big kiss at the door. And as I said, it was very strange because normally I would open the door, she'd walk in, she'd take her shoes off and then get her jacket and then it's kind of a hug and a kiss hello. She embraced me instantly, like really like aggressively and passionately as soon as I opened the door. So upstairs she goes, I follow her up. I go up there a couple of minutes later and again, she's ass up in the air basically, kind of a three quarter position. So she's she's facing me on the bed, but her ass is up in the air and kind of leaning on her on her left side. And she's like, I need you right now. I just want you in me. This is what she's telling me. Again, no kissing, no oral, no nothing. Right. right. How did you feel about that? It was. Were you turned was, on by it or were you weirded out by it? Well, I'm turned on by it, of course, because she's laying there in this lingerie with this amazing ass up in the air. <laughs> it's hard to not be turned on by a hot chick with her ass up. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the, you know, the end result of this is me fucking her in her ass, which, you know, yeah, I'm turned on. So I start getting undressed. I had a, uh, just jeans and a T-shirt on. And I make my way over to the bed. So, of course, I'm not just going to, you know, unwrap. The condoms were already unwrapped. We've already talked about that. I always pre-unwrap my condoms, open the wrappers. So they're on the nightstand. So I kind of go over and I'm just kind of rubbing on her. Now, she's ice cold. So literally, she's only been in the door five minutes. Skin is ice cold. And I'm rubbing on her and just kind of kissing on her on her ass and the back of her legs a little bit. And she's kind of playing with her hair and touching her own tits. And, you know, she's getting in that in the mode. But before I could do anything else, she rolls over onto her back and just pulls her panties off. Like wasn't waiting for me to do it, you know? <laughs> so right away she starts stroking my cock. I reach over, grab the condom. She rolls over and but just pushes herself up to me and is holding her, her ass apart from me. She's oh, one damn. hand on each cheek. Again, very aggressive, not like her at all. This is completely out of character for her. It sounds like a very different energy than what she typically exudes. Yeah, this is normally a situation where I would be kind of steering the ship, right? I would be kind of putting her where I want her and taking charge and all those things. And in this case, that, was, that wasn't it at all. And there was just, there was a hurriedness about this whole session. She just wanted me to, to be near her, close enough to her, or as close as I could be, obviously. And she just wanted it and really seemed like needed it. So... With that, I put the condom on, I get on the bed, and I start fucking her ass. Now, normally, 
if when we're in that situation, I would either be standing at the bed and she would be up against me, or I would maybe straddle her. She'd be flat on the bed. In this particular case, she stayed in that three-quarter position, okay? And what I mean by that is she's on her stomach. I'm over one of her legs, like her left leg. I'm straddling her left leg. Her, uh, her right leg is bent and kind of closer, her knee is closer to her chest. But as I get down and, and get around her, she's wrapping my, my arms around her. Like she's making me wrap myself around her. Okay? Interesting. And again, forcing herself into me. So, I wouldn't think that'd be a super easy position for anal. Just having done it myself yeah. so many... I mean, it's really hard to especially start in that position. A lot of times you can start like me on my stomach and then move and me then to move that. And move into that position, right. But this was different. This wasn't like... Because normally when we're having sex, it's very aggressive. We've talked about this. She, you know, she's, she likes the impact play. And as we started really getting into anal, she and I, it got really rough, which was her preference. That was not the case. She almost put herself, I felt like, in this position to keep me... To keep the situation from getting that intense or that rough, she wanted it more passionately. Mm -hmm. So we're in that position now for a while. This is going on for a good period of time. As we're laying there, I have now removed her bra, so she's completely naked. She's got nothing on. And I'm kissing on her. She's leaning back and turning her head, and she's kissing me. And we stayed there for a good period of time. Eventually, I I moved, and I, I pulled out of her. She got up, not off the bed. She went and laid head to toe on the bed. So her head is now at the headboard, feet toward the footboard. Once again, doesn't seem like a lot. We've never done that. Yeah. Okay. So we're now laying down as if we were sleeping in the bed, right? Like, like spooning each other. Yes. Only she got, she's now, you know, I'm out. I have not, I'm now, I'm not inside of her anymore. She just repositioned herself, head on the pillow and feet toward the end of the bed. And she's on her back and she reaches up and like pulls me toward her and starts kissing me very passionately. Okay. But after a couple of minutes, turns over and, you know, again, wants me to fuck her in the ass in that same position. So she's now buried, face buried in the pillow and I'm fucking her in her ass. Same way we were before, only going, you know, north and south on the bed as opposed to east and west. Right. If that makes any sense. Again, however... I am wrapped around her and she's holding my wrist so that I'm I'm on her. Like I can't pull myself away from her. She's wearing me like a blanket, essentially, yeah. is what's happening. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And she's telling me how amazing it feels and how badly she's been thinking about me and how much she needed me. These needed are, you or yes. needed your cock? Because those no. are two very different things. Needed me. And that's where this started to feel very strange. It was This was not like any of our other sessions before right where it was i don't want to say disconnected but certainly not to the this level of passion and desire desire is the right word for this well yeah i think the other sessions especially from what you've told me are marked by fun you know they're they're fun they're you're laughing throughout them it's aggressive but then afterwards it's kind of silly yes this doesn't feel like that it feels this was anal with aftercare is what this was. It okay. was the strangest kind of feeling because it was, she had to, ha- it was almost like she needed this emotional connection with something that was as intense as she could get, right? She, like, how close could she get to me? Anal. That was, you think that's what it was? Yes, 100%. So th- that's the feeling I got in that moment. That's how I felt. And it wasn't so strange that I wasn't turned on because I totally was, and it was hot. And this went on for a good period of time. So you had your headphones in. You're doing your work. <laughs> yes. And you later told me you could hear us even with your headphones in. Yeah, I could hear her moaning. I could hear you kind of saying a couple of things to her even with the headphones on. So you guys were not quiet. <laughs> no. And so again, it wasn't like this super quiet, intimate session. It was very hot. It was steamy for sure but there was this component to it that just seemed like she wanted she needed to be closer to me and that's really what this was it was like i want anal that's as close as i can get to you but you have to stay right on top of me kind of thing Mm -hmm. because even a couple of times where i would try to reposition myself just to get a better you know better angle let's call it she would just grab my wrist and just pull me right back down at one point she reached up with her right hand and pulled the back of my head down to her and started kissing me so that I couldn't pull away from her. It, it just felt odd in that moment. So while that went on for every bit of 30 minutes, 
it got a little uncomfortable, not from an emotional perspective, but I was literally like physically uncomfortable. The, the position was odd. My head is now hitting the headboard. So can you, is it hard to anally fuck for that long too? Yeah. Cause I would assume it's so like tight. That yes. It was it getting, it was getting awkward. It's like and cutting off the blood circulation to your cock. Right. So what I did was I, I kissed her on the neck and on her shoulder a little bit. I pulled out, I went into the bathroom, took off the condom, cleaned myself off, came back out. And now she's laying on the bed facing me on her right side. She's kind of looking at me as I'm coming out of the restroom. And she, and I got on the bed and she, with her, I think it was her left hand, she pulls me down to her. And now we're laying on, on our sides. I'm on my left side. She's on her right side. And she's, we're just kissing. We're making out and she's touching me. I'm touching her. No intercourse. There's no penetration at all. And it's much softer now. Okay. That goes on for a few minutes. She kind of gets on top of me lays me down and starts sucking my cock only for a couple of minutes. After she does that, she gets on top of me and she starts riding. I had to reach over. She grabbed a condom, reached over and got it and handed it to me. I put it on. She gets on my cock and now she's laying on top of me, not riding me, sitting up. She's laying on me and she's, you know, she's moving. She's bouncing her ass a little bit, but she's very close to me. Mm -hmm. This entire session was her right on top of me. Yeah. The entire time or me on top of her. There was like no daylight in yeah. between. She us. wanted that body to body contact the entire time. 100%. Yep. So that went on again for probably 10 minutes or so. I am licking her tits. I'm on her neck. I'm pulling her hair. But none of that really was, it didn't seem to be affecting her. She just wanted the contact, mm-hmm. right? So all she kept trying to do was kiss me. That was essentially what she was getting from this. So she's she came while she was on top of me. And then... I just thought, you know, I need to, I kind of see where we're at here, right? So I sit her up. I kind of pick her up, get, get I know out where, from. I know where this is going based on what I heard in the, in the office. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I, she's sitting up now. I get out. I, she's still, I'm still inside of her. She gets, I get out from under her. I pick her up, lay her down on the bed. So now I'm fucking her from the top position and I start fucking her really hard. Yeah. And in the office I hear bang, 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 bang. I'm right. like, oh, okay. This is what I was expecting the entire time. So. Right. Well, I thought I gotta, I gotta try to see where I'm at here because <laughs> is it just me? Am I just in my own head? Is it just this weird kind of, you know, feeling that I'm getting? Am I wrong? You know, what's happening here? So I lay her down, I get on top of her, and we start having really hard, rough sex. Ordinarily, in a situation like that with her, it would be her kind of scratching at my back and holding my head, you know, really hard and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, much more aggressive touching. Yeah, not at all. She had her arms wrapped around me. I normally I would be holding her arms down or her hands down. I didn't do that. I just kind of wanted to see where we were, where we were headed. So I am holding her by the waist, essentially. Her, she's holding her own legs up, or her legs are up in the air, but she's holding me around the neck with her hands. Again, keeping me very close to her. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was strange, right? It just seemed odd. Well, also, especially when that is what's going on, when it's this very aggressive pounding, yes. and yet her touch is so soft. It's like a weird contrast. I'm sure it would kind of fuck with your head. Well, this is what I'm thinking in my mind, right? Like this entire time I'm thinking, okay, I'm really, I, I want to have rough, aggressive sex. And that's what's happening. But it's almost like she's have like, like we were dancing to do different songs. <laughs> That's what this seemed like, yeah. right? I'm listening to some heavy metal. She's listening to easy listening. Something's not right here, right? We're trying to dance, but we're, there's two different songs playing in our head. Yeah, which it, has not been the case with you guys before. Absolutely so. not. Yeah. 100% on the same page. I was always kind of dictating which direction we were headed. And I, I of course, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't fight this whole situation at all. I just kind of went with the flow. But I was really trying to figure out where her head was at yeah. I thought it was me I'm like maybe I'm just overthinking this and you know giving this too much thought and just go you know, you've go been known to do that so I could see why you'd think that yeah 100% so anyway as I'm fucking over, I'm on top of her after about 10 minutes of that she came again and as I told you she gets super sensitive her clit is so sensitive I, you couldn't, I can't even breathe on it so I pulled out of her and now we're just kind of laying there and just touching and rubbing and, and kissing no laughter no joking She's looking at me differently. She's kissing me all over, like on my neck and on my face. And now she's kissing my chest and my stomach. Doesn't go anywhere near my cock. She stops at my stomach, works her way back up. But it's the way she's touching me and the way she's kissing me that lends me to believe there was something going on. This felt like a relationship. Yeah. This is what this felt like to me. This was no longer 
my play partner. This felt like someone who was looking to be in a relationship or in a relationship type feeling is what I was getting. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like she was needing that emotional connection much more so than you would expect a person who is just coming over here here to have sex with you. hundred percent. Yeah. So this is where, and it gets a little bit deeper, right? Because as I told you, this entire time it was... I need you, I I want you, I need you, I need to feel you. These are the text messages. These are the things she's saying to me. Yeah, and it's really hard for me to relate to that because I think about, you know, the conversations I have with Clint, for example. I've never said, I need you to come over here. I need you. I'll say, I need that cock inside my ass or whatever. It's just so different. That was not this at all. Yeah. And how this, the culmination of this really is what solidified for me that there was something something different. So as we talked about before, I came in her mouth a couple of times because that's something she wanted to kind of re-engage with. And initially when we first started talking, that was off the table. And I felt like there was a boundary there and she didn't want to cross it, which was fine. But very quickly after like the second time we were together, she wanted to go that direction. And that's really, I think, where a, a deeper connection comes in, right? For her, it was the it was my, you know, coming in her mouth, us having anal those are the things that really kind of connected this relationship and for her really put a stamp on it, yeah. I think. Well, as she's kissing me and, and you know all over my chest and my stomach and now she's kind of kissing my neck, she said, I want you to come in my mouth. So like, my wheels are turning. You know me. I'm, I overthink shit way too much. And she's stroking my cock. She pulled the condom off. She's stroking my cock and she lays me down and she gets on top of me, kissing me all over, works her way down and she starts sucking my cock. And probably within... I don't know, maybe it was five minutes, it was eight minutes, whatever it was, uh, I came in her mouth. And very quickly, she lays down next to me, right back in the same position. I'm on my back, she is now on my right side, and she's laying on me, her head is on my chest, and she's just running her hands all over me. She's not saying anything, Right. okay? I've got my hands kind of in her hair, and I moved her hair so I could rub her back because she has really long hair. If I didn't say to her, because we probably lay there probably 10 minutes. Sure. If I didn't say to her, "Hey, are you are you running late? Is you know, do you need to get get ready?" Because I was afraid that we were going to fall asleep laying there. She was going to have to run, you know, late to work. She's like, "Yeah, I guess I have to go. I don't want to." She's never said that before. When we get done playing, there's definitely some sensitive kind of soft caressing after. It's a couple of minutes, and then boom, she's up in the shower doing her hair and makeup. Not this time. She took her time getting out of bed. So it was probably, as I said, probably ten minutes and. She was like, yeah, I guess I have to get going. I really don't want to leave you, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, wow, this is, something's just not right, Mm -hmm. right? This is a weird kind of deal. So she gets up, she jumps in the shower, comes out. And of course, I'm sitting at the edge of the bed. I'm just like uh, thinking about everything that just happened. How am I going to explain this to you? How do I articulate it? Where does this go? (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to digest all of this. Yeah, knowing you, your your head was going 50 million miles per minute. And yeah, what, I mean, what seemed like probably an hour was could have been no more than a few minutes. But as she got out and kind of put her hair up and you know combed her hair, did her makeup and got ready, she comes back over to me. I now just have a towel on. I'm sitting on the bed, and she kind of gets down on her knees because I'm I'm still sitting at the edge of the bed. She gets down on her knees and she puts her hand her hands behind my neck and starts kissing me. She's on the floor. Never done this before. Never happened. So I stand up. She stands up with me. She stays in the same position, hands around my neck, and she's kissing me like she didn't want to leave. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude. I'm not trying to rush her out the door. I'm just, <laughs> hey, hey, girl, get to step in. Yeah, I'm like, hey, are, are, I said, I'm seriously concerned that you're going to be late because now this is well over an hour. And we are not normally spending over an hour together at this time of day. Right. Because she's got to run off to work. And she, she's like, yep, got to get going. I'm so sorry. We get down, you know, I open the door and down the stairs we go. I get her coat on. She puts her shoes on and she leaves. So I stand at the bottom of the stairs for a couple of minutes. Of course, she kisses me goodbye. And I'm like, I don't even know what just happened. I'm not sure what to even make of this, you know. I come upstairs. You still had your headphones in, so you probably didn't even know that we were done at that point. And I start reiterating to you what just happened. And while I'm talking to you about how hot it was and the, you know, I'm fucking her ass and I'm squeezing her tits and she's sucking my cock and then she's riding my cock. And all I can think about is as I'm explaining this to you, like 
are you getting the same feeling I'm getting or that I got by, by how I'm telling you the story? Am I articulating this story properly? Right. Or are you just so turned on by the sexual component that <laughs> the rest of this is lost on you? Horny Brenda's just thinking about, wait, how did you fuck her ass? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is she going to get this or am I, she, am I just turning her on? Is that, is that what's happening here? Maybe, maybe I need to, need to redo this. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, you, I come in the office, you're sitting there and I must've had this look on my face and you take your headphones out. And you're like, what happened? I'm like, I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was awesome, but I'm not really sure what just happened. Yeah. I could tell when you walked into the office to talk to me about it, that you had a look of, you were a little perplexed. Let's put it that way. I could tell you were being pulled in a couple of different directions, which of course is not the norm after you have a super steamy session. And keep in mind, I'm hearing part of this steamy session. So when you came in, I expected you to be like, oh my God, I was just banging her and it was so great. And so there was, it was a little bit of confusion, I guess, on my part. It was confusion on my part because yeah, there were, it was super hot in every way. And in the, the entire time, almost the entire time, I'm thinking to myself, is this right? Am I feeling what I'm feeling? Is Am I, make, is, am I wrong or am I just overthinking this? Is there something happening that I'm not entirely aware of? It was, a, it was a little strange because it was so hot and so it was just, it was passionate and intense in a different way, in a way that it isn't normally passionate and intense with she and I. So it kind of, it struck me a little bit odd. I didn't know if I was just reading into it too much or whatever. So when I came in here to tell you, I was like, I'm not sure even how I'm going to explain this. I don't even know how to articulate this. (laughs) So you told me about the sex first and... Yeah, I figured I should open up with with that. More, I should say the mechanics of sex, right? right? It was more like she did this to me and I did this to her and then we ended up in this position. And you're telling me all this and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then you start to tell me about kind of the underlying tones and the energy. Because here's the thing, if you were to just lay out on paper what this sex scene looked like and not talk about any of the underlying shit... It just sounds like a normal interaction between two play partners, right? Yeah. It's not until you started explaining to me that she was caressing you so softly and kissing you in all these different places and the the words she was using after the session that I started going, huh, okay, okay, there's more to this. And the truth is those things are great and there's nothing wrong with any of it. However, that's not the norm for our play. Right. And I think it's, once again, it's more about the energy, right? We talk constantly about energy transference and about how important it is in a sexual dynamic with somebody. And I think this energy was so different for you that it was jarring. And when you were explaining it to me, I'll be honest, I was a little jarred by it at first as well. Well, it became clear after you and I talked about it and I thought about it all day, obviously, after I was at work and sitting at my desk and doing stuff. When you when you talk about energy... I likened it to when you and I, or let's say when you're out and you have a a play session with a partner, and then you come back home, and then we have that reconnective time. There's always a bit of energy that I take from that session that you had based on how you're behaving, right? right? So I know instinctively if it was a, you know, exceptionally rough session, if it was a bit softer of a session, I can always tell, you know, kind of how your play went based on your behavior and my energy and your energy yep so this was kind of the same i thought you know her energy is very different today her behavior is different today than it normally is and i couldn't help but wonder if it had something to do you know something was going on in her personal life maybe there was a you know some issue she was working through or whatever and she was just kind of in a in a different state of mind throughout the course of the day or potentially there was a relationship issue she was struggling with and this was her language by which she was going to cope with it it just it struck me as a little bit odd because it wasn't the norm for us. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about it potentially being a coping mechanism or, or her needing some sort of positive energy transference with somebody else? I don't think there's an issue with that at all. I think I, I would be I think I would be lying to say that a lot of times people have the need for that, right? They they seek that in their you know play partners or in friends or whatever the case may be, you know, as a release. Sure. Right? As a separation from the, the reality that wasn't awesome this morning, I really want to kind of try to you know, have a, a different perspective with someone else. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would have, however, really, I think, preferred to have known that potentially there was something going on in her head and things weren't awesome. Because the truth is, if she had said to me, if she came over and said, hey, 
got a lot going on. Not really sure if I should be doing this today or if this is going to be a great time for us or if I'm going to be a great partner today. We could have just sat and had a cup of coffee and she could have just told me whatever it was that was going on. We could have had that conversation. I'd have been fine with that. I think I would have liked to have known if there was an issue, I guess, prior to play. Sure. Yeah, and she maybe she didn't realize it was going to manifest in that way. Yeah, it's possible she didn't know that it was. Well, yeah, because again, you know, she said to me many times because I asked, "Hey, you okay? Everything going all right?" And of course, the answer was yes, yes, yes. And when she was telling me everything was fine, and I, I kept asking her, she said, "Nope, everything's good, no problem. I'm fine." I could just tell she wasn't fine. There was something going on, you know, inside of her. And of course, it wasn't until much later in the day after we were communicating a little bit where she finally kind of opened up about that and said, yeah, you know, I maybe need to take a little bit of time. I'm, you know, got a lot going on kind of thing. So there was definitely something happening. She needed to kind of escape, I guess. Yeah. And I get that. Like, I think of one of the sessions I had with Clint where it ended with me crying after our intense session and it was this release of stress. Now, granted it, it didn't end up being kind of a, a strange encounter with him. And I think part of that is because he and I have been friends for so long and he knows me very well and I'm comfortable with him. But it's the same type of thing. You walk into an interaction having no idea that you're feeling these things or that you're carrying that weight on your back. And then when you actually get into a play session, it just kind of explodes. And that's, it's one of the great things about sex that you can express yourself in that way and just kind of strip all the layers away. But I I think that we do need to talk a little bit about it from my perspective and from the things that you and I have discussed since then, right? Which is that I'm totally fine with you playing with other people. In fact, I'm totally fine with you dating other people. We've worked through a lot of shit to to get to where we're at now where I'm like, yes, go on a date, go have fun. We'll talk about it afterwards. But I do think that there's a certain mindset that I have when you go on a date with someone or when I expect that you're going to be very intimate or romantic with someone versus when I think you're just fucking someone, right? It's kind of this... I have to prepare myself mentally for that. And I don't feel like I necessarily had the chance to prepare myself mentally in this situation. And so at first, if I'm being completely honest, and I know it sounds kind of shitty, I was a little pissed. And I've worked through that and I'm not anymore. I've now come to a much more empathetic mindset, which is, you know, it sounds like she just kind of needed your presence and your sexual energy in that moment. And it's not really something I should be upset about, but... My first reaction as you're telling me the things she was saying was, well, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, you think of the difference, right? Because this this relationship between she and I was never – it was never orchestrated like a – polyamorous relationship. This was not a a dating relationship type situation. This was a physical relationship. Right. And you think back to, you know, the gal that I've been seeing now for a while, and that's a polyamorous situation. That's a dating type thing. We've gone out a number of times, and it's been very kind of sweet and surface level for the most part, courting almost. Yeah, to be fair, she sent you a text message once that said something like, I really need to see you soon. Yes. This this woman that you've been seeing in a more polyamorous dynamic. Right. She said that to me you told that to me and i didn't really have a reaction other than oh that's nice you should make time to see her because right. in my head it's like that's what makes sense because you guys are dating versus someone coming over who is partnered not in a polyamorous relationship just really here so that you guys can enjoy a sexual dynamic together and her saying these things to you i i kind of felt left out of the loop a little bit in a way if that makes sense yeah it, and it was a little well listen it was strange for me and it made me it got me thinking you know, there are going to be times potentially where this type of situation is going to present itself, where a very physical relationship for any number of reasons will turn into a real relationship. Yeah. And we need to be prepared for that. But there, I think, is a methodology to that. And it's communication. Right. It's everyone coming to the table to have that discussion together, being included in the decision-making process. And I don't necessarily feel like there was any malicious intent, of course, on Amy's part, but I feel like that communicative piece was left out. And yeah. it's possibly because she just didn't really have the vocabulary to explain where she was coming from, because this is so new to her. This whole world is new to her. Yeah. And also, let's not forget, while she is in an open marriage, they are not poly. Right. And the idea of ex- you know external relationships in their within their relationship was not part of their conversation either. So I'm sure she was struggling with 
whether or not this was going to be okay with all parties involved and just how to handle it. And I'm sure that's kind of, you know, that's how it manifested itself into this. So eventually, you know, throughout the course of the day, she and I texted and I could just tell that something was was off and she apologized. She said, yeah, I'm sorry if I was off. Please apologize to Brenna. She always thinks she has to apologize to you. She's really sweet that way. And I said, yeah, no problem. Whatever, you know, whatever you think you need. She's like, well, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe we do need to take a break. You know, I'm, I'm not sure where my head is at right now. I said, no problem. Holidays are coming up. Let's get through all that. And we'll kind of see where things land afterwards. And now, of course, we're preparing very quickly to leave. So I reached out again to her after the holidays and said, hello, hope everything was really great for you over Christmas. And um, listen, if you want to get together just to say goodbye, because she knows we're going, uh, love to see you and, and say goodbye and, and just, uh, you know, wish you well kind of thing. So we're going to probably try to do that, but it will be a, strictly a vanilla Close kind on. of, yeah, very, very vanilla kind of thing. Just a thank you very much. Appreciated the, the time we spent together kind of kind of situation. Yeah. And I, I think it's a reminder that you can't map out these things, right? When you start playing with someone, when you start getting naked with someone on a regular basis, you don't really know how that's going to end up. You don't know the path that that's going to take. And I know that I personally have to be mindful of that and to not take things personally when they don't go exactly how I think they're going to go. But the reverse of that is I think both of us need to make sure that the communication is there. We're, we're so fucking good at communicating with each other. So ridiculously good at yeah. it. But sometimes with other people, we struggle a little bit. And, you know... Maybe this is a conversation that could have happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, when you think back, I mean, there's certainly some red flags that, that presented themselves to me after I thought about it for a while that I could have picked up on and maybe circumvented some of this. Yeah, just or, addressed head on. Yeah, and just got a little bit maybe closer to the bottom of it. But I really do think that there's some things that Amy's working out for herself and I'm glad I was able to help in some small way. At least I hope I did. But I enjoyed our time together. It was amazing. Very hot. It was a lot of firsts for you and I, obviously. I was going to say we should close the Amy book much like we did with the Dean book, right? The Dean book closed in this kind of interesting way of me realizing I kind of had not feelings for him, but maybe the ability to develop feelings if right. worlds had been a little bit different, if circumstances had been different. Let's close the Amy book with a summation of all of it. Yeah, the truth is our time together was hot. It was intense. It was a lot of first for you and me. And I enjoyed her her company. I mean, just an amazing gal with a lot of sexual energy, very adventurous. I mean, just just awesome and you know, complimentary and very sweet and all the things you look for in a play partner. I mean, it's just really she she ticked all the boxes. Uh, so I enjoyed our time together and I appreciate her taking the time to spend with me. I mean, it wasn't easy aligning our schedules and early mornings and even afternoons and into the evenings on various occasions. It was, you know, you have, she was willing to work with me. I was willing to work with her. You were willing to be accommodating, which she really appreciated. She always very kind and, you know, kind words for you. And, oh, I'm so sorry that she's not, you know, she, I had to chase her out of the house kind of thing or, you know, whatever. So I'm like, don't even worry, girl. You can yeah. have that cock for a couple hours. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. She's, she was very cool that way. So uh, I'm sure she's going to do very well in ethical non-monogamy. She has her, you know, she knows what she wants. I think it's just a matter of finding the path to it. And negotiating it with her partner, setting boundaries. I mean, it's just all so new for her. And they have a, a ride ahead of them. Hopefully, it's a really fun ride. For sure. And uh, yeah, I, I like that it seemed like you gained a lot of confidence in playing completely separately from me during this entire thing. That was the thing that I liked most about your interactions with Amy is that you walked around with swagger afterwards and it was so cool to see that. Well, it was different. Again, one of those things that's kind of a first other than Hannah, my playing with her separately, although we we all knew each other, obviously we had played together, we were all friends. So that was a little bit different, but this was a situation where I had a regular play partner playing separately from you. You were organizing all of it. Yeah, you it, were doing all of the communication in terms of what was going to happen in play sessions, all of that. Yeah, it was a very unique situation for you and I. Uh, and, it, and it brought a lot of perspective to where I think our relationship goes uh, as we travel down this road. It, you know, we're going to, I think this more than anything, let me know that we both have the ability to to live in that polyamorous space. Yes. Um, very, in a very healthy way. Uh, I just think we have to, you know, we've got to find the right situation for us. We have to find the right people and we have to hone our ability to communicate effectively with other people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. So 
I uh, I learned a lot from this. I'm glad it happened. I obviously thank Amy. I don't know. I have zero idea if she listens to our show or not, but if she is, yeah, uh, she thank you. Thanks for everything and bringing so much steaminess to our relationship. So yeah, Absolutely. Much appreciated. Yeah. We also sincerely appreciate our Patreon members, the people that sponsor our show and make it possible for us to expand and do new things in the space to get on the road. Our Patreon members are an integral part of us being able to leave our corporate jobs and do something we really care about. So of course we owe them huge amounts of thank yous. And our newest Patreon members this week are Jeffrey, Pippa, and Chris, Clover, and Fabiola. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. You are officially entered, as are all of our Patreon members, to win two boxes, two complete gift box sets from Manscaped. We're going to be giving two of those away to our Patreon member, one to two of our Patreon members this week. So that is just another reason to jump on with us. We also do bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers on there. You'll be the first to know when we're hitting new cities and uh, doing new things on our on our little tour across the United States. And uh, we also have our Telegram, which is over a hundred people from across the world talking about all things non-monogamy and life. It's a very supportive, amazing place to be. So we hope you'll join us by heading over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. If you're looking for something a little saucier, we also have an OnlyFans page, which is bumping right now and it's been so fun to do some custom content as well as just you know throwing my tits and ass up there and uh, brian's been very helpful in <laughs> producing the naughty content as well I so try to lend a hand any anywhere i can yeah you're great like that <laughs> so onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers if you're interested in subscribing there you can also find us on social media on twitter at fp swingers and instagram at fp swingers too don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel which is called front porch swingers link in the show notes for you there. As we get on the road, we'll be doing our daily vlogs there of all things living on the road, swinging on the road, etc. So you will not want to miss subscribing to us there. And we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Some big things that you'll want to hear about in terms of play and, and us continuing our our going away tour here in Montana, I guess we should call it. Yes, it's definitely the the goodbye tour, I guess you, you might say. And it's become quite steamy, so yes. you will not yes, want to miss that. We will obviously be sharing all of that with you guys here. And uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.